Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Amen. Help me welcome our internet family if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, this is our fourth service today, and I'm so excited I could do another two probably after this one. But uh, we'll shut her down after that. We're finishing our series today called Extraordinary. This is our sixth week on this. And Extraordinary has to do with great practices for a better life. And we'll dive into that in just a moment. As you saw in the video just a few moments ago, uh, next week I'll start a brand new series called Bless Up. Not mess up, but bless up. How many of you know that God does want to bless you? You need to know that he does want to bless you. And here's the reality and what we'll be looking at. There's some things that you can do that can block those blessings. And there's some things that you can do to open the door and invite those blessings. And you actually, believe it or not, have a responsibility to be blessed. Our entire goal is that we would become happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. Why? So that we can what? So we can be a blessing and bring glory to God. Guess what? If you're not blessed, you can't be a blessing. If you can't swim, you're not a very good lifeguard, okay? And so, and blessed is a huge word. It's not a single category, and we'll be looking at this. You're going to be blessed for coming, and I I believe blessed to invite people, bring people with you as well. Well, let's dive in. Uh, Great practices for a better life. I won't be able to review all of those this morning. They're available online, notes, and so forth. You can get those. Uh, The great thing about these practices is that you can do them. There's no one in this room, there's no one watching through any other form that you can't do these things. And that's, that's the good thing because none of us can say, well, I can't because I'm this or I've been or, or whatever. You know, every one of us can do these things and have, uh, you know, the results that God has intended for us. Look with me in the book of James chapter 1, verse 22. It says, but be doers. Everybody say doers. Be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. So what this is actually saying is if you hear but you don't do, you actually voluntarily cooperate with the deceiver. You actually voluntarily cooperate with the enemy of your soul when you hear but you don't do. And so the the in the same passage area it talks about but then when we hear and are a doer, you'll be blessed in the doing. And so let's make sure that we're not just hearers, but we are, in fact, doers. And everything I'm sharing with you, you can do. Amen? Amen? Amen. How many of you want some anointed teaching this morning? Okay, then I need some anointed listening today, okay? So we'll we'll all get in this together. Let's look in the book of Ezra this morning. Anybody read in Ezra this week? So far, all four services this morning, we had one guy. Anybody here named Ezra? Is your name Ezra for real? No, okay. (laughs) Watch this. Ezra chapter 3 verse 11. And they sang responsibly, praising and thanking and giving thanks to the Lord for or because he is good for or because his mercy endures forever. So what I want to talk to you this morning about a great practice is this. Thanks and praise. Here it comes now. Thanks and praise. There you go. Everybody say it. Thanks and praise. Now, 
We all know that we should give God thanks and praise. Come on, bob your head with me. You know, you know. All of us could do better. Come on. Well, I think if we know the why part of it, first of all, that will help us. I, I was that kid. I always wanted to know why. You know, so I drove my mom crazy, my dad crazy, my teachers crazy, and friends and coaches and whatever else, you know, because I want to know why. And still to this day, I don't want to just know what we're doing. Why, are we, why would we be doing that? You know, for example, Meadowbrook East, why would, you know, it's not just what we would do, it would be why we would do it. So we know we're to give thanks and praise to God, but I want us to know why we do that, because otherwise, you know what, if we don't know why and we just do it because I'm telling you to do it, and well, pastor said we're supposed to, so, you know, so in the middle of the week, I'm like, I give you praise and thanks. Praise the Lord. That is so weak and lifeless and will not help you. You know, so we want, we want this to flow and, and for some things to happen. So a couple things why we would give thanks and praise to God. The first thing is this. Something happens when we do. Something happens when we do. Guess what else? Something happens when we don't. Something happens when we don't. See, when we do give thanks and praise to God, we acknowledge almighty God. We acknowledge him. We pay attention to him. We realize and, and we draw into remembrance through our thanks and through our praise who he is, what he has done, what he is doing, what he is able to do. It elevates and energizes our soul and our, and our faith. It awakens some confidence and some joy in our life. It also, and I love this part, it heightens our awareness of God's active goodness and presence in our life. Did you hear what I said? It heightens our awareness of God's active presence and goodness in our life. Or we cannot do it. We cannot do it. And I'll tell you what, you're going to wander and, and shuffle around not aware of just how good and strong and active and present God would be in our lives. So one great reason why we should give thanks and praise to God is right here because something happens when we, when we do. Secondly, another reason, and we saw it in the book of Ezra that we just read. Here's a couple reasons why we should give God thanks and praise. Because he is good. Come on, say it. He is good. And I don't want to be cliche. I hate being cliche. But he is good all the time. He's all the time. He is good. From studying the Bible and theology, we find out that God is omnipotent, which means he's all-powerful. He's omnipresent, which means he's everywhere present at once. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He is also omnibenevolent, which means he is always only good. He is always only good. And if you or anybody you know has ever accused God of not being good or you ask questions, well, how could a good God allow whatever? Listen, if you saw the big picture, and one day you will, you'll be able to see that God is always only good. Good. So one of the reasons we give thanks and praise to God, come on church, he is good. Second reason, also flowing out of Ezra's passage there, his mercy endures forever. Come on, read that with me. His mercy endures forever. Are you glad about that? You better be real glad about that. I'm glad that his mercy endures forever. Last night I was uh, uh, getting a bottle of saline spray out of the cabinet in the bathroom. You know, I'm fighting all these germs. I, I just don't want them. And plus, I'm a big believer in, you know, using the saline and stuff. I'm such a big believer. Listen, I'm in charge of stocking stuffers at Christmas. Guess what all 12 stockings get, okay? Seriously. They, they, am I right? 
I write their name on it every year. I, they get saline spray. So last night I got one out and just out of curiosity, I checked this bottle to see and it expired on May of 2016. So I doubt it would do anything to me, but I didn't give it the chance, you know, just throw it away. But I'm glad we don't wake up one morning and his mercies are expired. Not only do they not expire, the Bible says that they are new every morning, new and new and new day after day. So we can give God thanks and praise because he is good and because his mercies endure forever. Amen. Also, we find in the book of Revelation a scene that uh, they're asking who is worthy? Who is worthy to open these scrolls? Who is worthy to open this book? Who is worthy to sit on this throne? And the answer is Jesus is worthy. And in Revelation chapter 4 and Revelation chapter 5, they declare there are some created worship creatures around the throne of God. They cease not day and night to cry out, holy, holy, holy. And they declare that he's worthy and he's holy. And they give two reasons why. And these are massive. And these are reasons why you and I uh, can give God thanks and praise. The first one is this. He's the creator. He's the creator. Hello. He's the creator. There we go. Come on, say he's the creator. He made it all. And then secondly, he is the redeemer. He's the, come on, he's the redeemer. So what does that mean for us? It means that he took nothing and he made everything. And he can take anything and make it nothing. He can make, he can fix. He can bring up, he can take down. He can do whatever. He is the creator. He is the redeemer. And if there's something you really need in your life and there ain't one, I did that on purpose, he can make it. And if there's something broken, he can fix it because he's a creator and he's a redeemer. And those are good reasons why we can give him thanks and praise. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's step on over into Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. It says, therefore, I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. There's a great faith verse right there. So it's saying that when we pray, when we pray, when we ask, we are to believe. I think that's kind of a no-brainer. You should not be praying prayers if you're not believing. But let's dial in. What are we believing? What, what, who are we to believe? First of all, we're to believe God hears us. We're to believe that we can pray, believe that God has given us this incredible uh, privilege and process that we can be a part, that we can actually pray. We can ask God, and he says to come boldly and ask, and, and he, would, he would answer. Now, can we ask just anything at all? No. Actually, we pray, we can ask for whatever in the catalog, okay? So if it's in the catalog, yeah, you can have it. If it's not in the catalog, you can't ask for it, okay? God, would you help me and protect me while I rob the bank? Okay, that's not in the catalog, okay? No. But I'll tithe. No. Okay? So that's not in the catalog. Or I could put it this way. If it's on the menu, okay? So if it's on the menu, you can have it. And this is what the Bible says. We don't boss God around and he's not some big, giant, cosmic vending machine or something, okay? He's not a genie. He is God. And he said in 1 John, he said this. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. 
that if we ask anything according to his will, catalog, menu, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have requested of him. And so we have to ask according to his word. So we believe God, believe that he's able, believe that he's willing, believe his word, believe his promises. But beyond that, this verse is not talking about that. It says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe what? Believe that you receive them and you will have them. So you believe that you receive, in the Amplified Bible, it says you believe that it is granted to you. So you believe that, hey, if I, if I come to God in the right way and I ask him something according to his word, according to his will, I believe that I receive it. I believe that it is on its way, that I will, I will get it. And it says, and you will have them, other translations say, and you will get it. And so it will be on its way at some point. Are you following me so far? So here's the thing. I stand over here and I pray and I believe and I believe that it is granted, but I turn and guess what? It's not here yet. It's not here yet. You should know this just by life experience. It is super, 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 super rare. If ever you pray, amen, boom, there it is. And if that's the way it all, you think that's the way it's always supposed to happen, you watch too many movies. Okay? You've seen too many special effects. You know, we don't, Jack and the Beanstalk, that story, you know that one? You throw the beans out the window, boom, it goes up. That's not in the Bible, okay? And so it's not this immediate thing. There's typically kind of a process. Mark chapter 4 says, how does this work? And it says that seed is sown, it goes into the ground. We don't know how it works. Little by little, automatically, a little bit comes up out of the ground, and then the, it sprigs up, and then little leaves, and so forth, and it keeps coming, it keeps coming. And then finally, eventually, a harvest comes, and, that, and the answer comes. Now, wouldn't it be great if we knew when it was coming? Wouldn't it be awesome if this afternoon you prayed a prayer, and Jesus' name, thank you, and I believe I received, in Jesus' name, amen, and as soon as you finish praying, then your phone dinged, and you got a text from heaven. And it said, Tuesday, 1.30. I, I can wait for that. That's good. Wouldn't that help? Or you get a text, currently out of stock. Have it to you by March 1st. All right, I, I can wait. Wouldn't it be just great if we knew? But we don't know. And so here's, here's a, a problem that we have. We pray. I believe that God will answer the prayer, but I don't have it yet. And so this puts us into a, a place, and, and let me just draw this for you real quick, and this hopefully will help us today. Let's say that this is the point in time where we, where we pray, and then there's some set point where there's going to be an answer, and just use the verbiage out of the verse that we receive. And then as soon as we pray and we believe and we say amen, everybody just say Amen. Okay, we finish praying, and now we enter into this zone, and we don't know how long this zone is, okay? And so this place, though, right here, look at this. This gap right here, this is where the enemy, this is where the devil loves to operate. Because you've just said amen. Ultimately, you're saying, I'm, I'm trusting God. And now you turn, and it's not there, and you're waiting. You don't know. Sometimes things happen quick. Sometimes take a while. And so in this zone, that's where the enemy comes in. And here's what he's wanting to do. He's wanting to distract you. 
He's wanting to discourage you. He's wanting to get you uh, all upset about something. Let a fence start to grow in you. Get you all knotted up about something. Ultimately, to get you to walk away. Because now when you walk away, you gave up on God. You don't receive. And here's, here's in, in its end, this is what the devil's trying to do. Get you to walk away. So then the next time you have a need, you might not even pray. He's wanting you to get disconnected from God. And so what we're going to have to do, instead of letting the devil have this turf and work all of this with his lies, with his pressure, with his fear... With his distractions, you and I must step up now and we make this the place, this gap, we make this the place of thanks and praise. We make this the place of thanks and praise. Come on, say it again. Thanks and praise. See, what we're doing right here is we're waiting. You need to be doing something while you're waiting instead of just watching what the devil will do. And I promise you, you, the enemy is going to try to work very hard in that zone. You saw the reasons why. So you're used to waiting. You, you go to the drugstore, you put in a prescription. What do you do? You, you wait. And they got little chairs for you. They got that one chair with the, the blood pressure sleeve. You can sit there and do that one. That one's always fun, you know. And you've got little little trinkets and things that you can look at and think about buying. You know, you got all that right there. You go to the donut store, you stand in line waiting. Go to the restaurant, you order your food, right? And the server takes your order and then they turn and walk away. And when they do that, my wife and I say this to them. What do you say? We say thank you. Y'all should say thank you. Faith says thank you. Why? Because we believe the integrity of the restaurant or we probably wouldn't be there. And we just ordered, and they said, may I take your order, please? What would you like today for lunch or whatever? So we believe that we will receive. So when they take order and walk away, we say, instead of like, "Mm, bye. (laughs) You know why? Because we believe they're going to come back with food. Okay? So we're used to waiting. We're used to waiting in different ways. But see, we need to make sure that right here we are filling this place while we are waiting with thanks and praise. Come on, say it. Thanks and praise. Look with me in Romans chapter 4 in the Amplified Bible. Abraham, this is talking about Abraham. Abraham, I won't go into all his story right now, but he had received a promise from God and he was having to wait and wait and wait. And it says, and no unbelief or distrust made him waver. Where was he? He was in the gap. He was in this zone here. Made him waver, doubtingly questioned concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he what? Gave praise and glory to God. So as he was waiting, doubt, unbelief, all of that didn't set in because he was doing something else. He was giving thanks and praise to God in that gap. And as he gave thanks and praise to God, the scripture says he grew strong and was empowered by faith. Instead, of he drained out every bit of hope, faith, anything good in his life. And he gave up and he never talked to God again. No, what he did, he stayed in that place and he continued to give God praise and thanks. Amen. So typically, we give thanks and praise to God when everything's good. Typically, this is the way we're kind of wired. Now, I want to add perspective here to you 
Because, you know, hey, things, things are good. Thank you, God, that things are good. You know, things turn around or good arrives or a situation works out. And we thank God and we give praise to God. But you have to understand this. Uh, we mistakenly think that giving thanks and praise has to do with how we feel or how our circumstances are lining up. And that would be a mistake for us. We need to realize that, hey, on the regular good stuff, good arrives, things turn around, give thanks and praise. But that is not the only time that we do it. Because the reality is thanks and praise, get this, thanks and praise has nothing to do with your feelings. Thanks and praise has nothing to do with your circumstances. Amen. Actually, thanks and praise in this setting are weapons. And we need these weapons. Now listen to me carefully on this. There really is something called spiritual warfare. But dial in with me. You get some of these powerful truths that we find in Scripture, and lo and behold, people will, will go to extremes on things. And what happens, you have a, a road of truth from God's Word, and you need to stay within the bounds of God's Word. But some people take things to an extreme. How many of you know that all extremes lead to error? And so you take the truths of anything and you take them to an extreme. I call it excess and abuse. Go back to the metaphor of the road. Well, if you take the road of truth, if you take something to an extreme, excess and abuse, you take it over into the ditch. Guess what else? Other people are coming along the road and they see these goofy people over in the ditch with, ex- with extremes. They go to the other extreme, get in the other ditch of avoiding it altogether. Both crews miss out the road of truth. And when we travel the road of truth, come to know the truth, the truth does what? Sets us free. Well, here's the reality. We are in a battle. We are in a battle. You know, there is a struggle. Is there anybody not having any of that? I mean, there, you have a resistance. You have an enemy of your soul. There are things aligned against you. You know, just getting ready for a Sunday, there, there's warfare. There's battle. You know, to get here. But the thing is, I know what to do, how, how God will get me through, and that the enemy is a liar. And God equips us and helps us to win. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen. Well, this, this place needs to be filled with thanks and praise because of what you prayed for. Now, follow this. When you prayed right here, I'm not talking about praying. I hope I get the latest iPhone. I hope I have a good hair day. I hope I get a good parking spot at the mall. You know, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, hey, we got a real problem in the family. We got this situation. We got this doctor's report. We've got to have something helping help here. Alicia and I have some dear friends right now, both a, a couple, and they're they're fighting a physical a, a, a battle with sickness and so forth. You know, we're praying that we're hanging in there for for that. It's those kind of things, and so we have to contend. We have to go to war for for these things. So we fill the gap. You need to fill this gap with thanks and praise, or here's what you will fill it with. You'll fill it with worry. You'll fill it with wonder. Wonder when, wonder why, then, wonder what. You know, you'll be asking all these things, or you'll be filling it with whiny words and then reverting back to crisis mechanisms. 
So when we fill this with thanks and praise, follow me on this. When we fill this with thanks and praise, fill it, do it, go for it. We're not talking mamby-pamby, religious little, thank you, praise the Lord. As I already told you, that does nothing. We're in battle here, folks. And when we're using thanks and praise in this place, say it. I mean, position yourself and say it. Don't, don't, don't just say thank you. Don't just say praise you. And listen, sing it. Sing it. Songs of deliverance. And find some good music. Listen, I don't care what style you like. There is incredible praise and worship that is out there right now. Go on Spotify or something. There's all kinds of genres. And my wife, she'll find a new song. And she likes a song. You hear it. The other day she found a new song. I was upstairs and I could, she's got it. I came downstairs. She said, listen to this new song. I said, I know. I felt it upstairs. All right. All right. That's a good thing. It's one of the things I do love about her at a distance. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm telling you, music is something that helps you during this time. You, you can find a song. She found this song, Bulletproof. That's a good one to sing and turn away real loud while you're going through the middle middle of some things and then begin to just talk it up remember David he was facing a giant and he went out and he said this he said God I thank you you've delivered me from the paw of the bear I'm from the paw of the lion and you'll deliver me from the big guy too you know and one of the greatest tools and weapons you can have is a memory to put yourself in remembrance of what God has done what he has done and what he's able to do and what he's promised to do and who he is. Call out his names. Give praise to his names. You're the alpha. You're the omega. You're the beginning. You're the end. You're the first. You're the last. Nobody put you in. Nobody will take you out. Amen. You're the creator. You're the redeemer. Nothing with you is impossible, and you never leave me, and you never forsake me, and no weapon formed against me will prosper, and every tongue that would rise up against me in judgment, I condemn it as my heritage as a servant of the Lord. I'm never alone, never without help. Holy Spirit's in me, with me, on me, ahead of me, favors around me like a shield. And and when you do that, you give praise to God. It's not about you being all, I'm, you know, it's not that. It's like God in me, God with me, and declare how great he is, how good he is. Thank you for thanks. And fill that place, because if you don't fill that place with thanks and praise, you're going to be filling it with garbage, and the devil's going to be smoking you out in this place. You're never going to arrive at this place where you can give a whole nother brand of thanks and praise. And you're going to walk away, and then eventually skeptical, cynical, and disconnected from, from God. I refuse to let the devil win. I say I refuse to let him win. Amen. Now hear this. The reality is the real battle is spiritual. You win the war in the spirit first. Your, your problems are more spiritual than they are natural. And we're trying to fight most of our problems naturally. Do you know what that's like? That's like catching a lizard by the tail. And the tail comes off. Have you all done that? Got him. 
And you hold it up and there's just a little tail flipping back and forth and he's gone. Why? We're fighting it from the wrong end. We're fighting it from the wrong end. Most of our problems are spiritual and not natural. Listen, listen to this. You are not a natural being having a temporary spiritual experience. You're a spiritual being having a temporary experience in the natural. Second Corinthians chapter 4 tells us this, that what we're going through right now is a momentary light affliction. That means this won't last. Whatever you're going through won't last. I'm telling you what, and this gap won't last. You have need of patience so that after you've gone through this, God will get you there. You hold on to your confession of faith. Don't let it go. And just stay right there giving God thanks and praise, thanks and praise, thanks and praise. But I'm tired. I'm hurting. Giving thanks and praise, thanks and praise. And just stay right in there. And I'm telling you what, you believe you receive, you believe you receive, you're going to receive. You're going to get there. Quickly, Psalm 34, Psalm 34. David said, I will bless. Come on, say bless. Bless. I will bless the Lord at all times. It includes the idea of of praise, includes the idea of thanks, includes the idea of honor. I will bless the Lord at when? All times. times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So good things, bad things, positive, negative, whatever the season is, I'm going to bless the Lord. I'm going to thank the Lord at all times, and his praise will continually be in my mouth. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything. That just very clearly says during anything, all the while, whatever's going on, in everything give thanks. Go ahead to Ephesians chapter uh, 5, verse 20. Giving thanks, now watch this carefully. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, I got a problem with this verse. So you've got to kind of look at it a little bit. I'm not thankful for everything. You know, maybe you got ready for church today and you went outside. Say this happened to you. And you went outside and your car's gone. You wouldn't be thankful for that. Unless you got a clunker you hate. It's like, it's gone. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Honey, call insurance. It's gone. Okay, if that were the case. I mean, some, some things happen. I'm not thankful for that. I'm not thankful for that, but I don't want to disobey God's word. He said, this is the will of God, you know, that I do this, giving thanks always for all things. But if you dig a little bit into the language, you're going to find this. This word for, everybody say for. Just this three-letter three word right here. Giving thanks always for all things. Giving thanks always for all things. That word for right there is the New Testament Greek word hooper. H-U-P-E-R, and it means this, giving thanks always over and above, over and above and beyond all things. So I don't have to give thanks for that. I can give thanks and praise over it, above it, beyond that. God, this is happening, but I'm thanking you that you are, this is, that will, you know, over and above. That helps us so that in everything, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be my, in my mouth. And I'm giving thanks always over and above and beyond everything. You, did you catch that? So, yes, give thanks and praise. Things are good. Answers come. Things turn around. Good arrives. Things are in a good place. You better always give thanks and praise to God for that. 
but also give thanks and praise to God when you're in this gap, when you're in this place, when you're in that zone. Let God occupy that place. Drive the devil out of that place. Watch your mouth, watch your words, watch your heart, watch your, co- your communication, watch your companions during this season. And make sure that you are filling your mouth, filling your heart, filling the air around you with thanks and praise. And here's what will happen. It will so confound and discourage the devil when you just stay steady right through here, giving God thanks and praise. And he gives you another answer. He brings you through another thing. And then guess what? Next time you pray, you have even more faith to believe that I will get it, that God will get you all the way through. Amen? All right, real quick. When I was a little guy, I got a picture, picture of me as a little guy. There I am. I know, right? Cute, but I was a booger. Um, I got up one, one uh, morning and my mom, it was on my birthday, my mom said, we're going to have a birthday party for you this afternoon. And I still remember just the excitement of that on and off throughout the day. I was going to have a party because my mom honestly didn't throw many parties or anything. And so... I thought, oh, this is awesome. So I'm asking questions. I'm looking around. I see on the counter in the kitchen, she has all the stuff to make a cake. She made this certain cake for my birthday all the time. And I've got a picture of it too, and I'll show you. I'll have to point it out to you. These were taken when photography just began, okay? So (laughs) this is actually an elephant. See, it's a cake in the shape of an elephant, and it has this licorice tail and little gumdrops, you know, on there. And, so, and then it's covered with shredded coconut, which I don't like. I never did like. I never knew how to tell my mom I don't like coconut. So, and then there were a, a little bag that had some decorations sitting on the table. So it was balloons, and they weren't blown up yet. Now, she's told me, she's told me I'm, I'm going to have a birthday party. And there's a, a little, like, banner thing and some streamers, but it's, it's all in the bag. And I'm wandering through the house, and I look in the bedroom, and on her bed there's a couple presents there. I thought, that's awesome. And she goes, and family and friends are coming. And so I'm all excited, and I'm thinking, Grandma and Grandpa are coming, and Mark and Eric and David and Sandra are, are, are coming to my party. And so I'm excited, and I'm just like, you know, in and out of like, is this going to happen? You're not cooking any. No one's here. Nothing's put to, nothing decorated. And just kind of going in and out of that and then feeling really excited because I had enough trust in my mom and the stuff is kind of there, but it's not all together. So I'm kind of in this, in this place here, you know, I'm worrying as a little guy and then super excited because it's going to be my birthday. And guess what? As the day went on, you can smell the cake bacon and mom's blowing up some balloons and putting some things up. And before you know it, everybody gets there and they sang the song for me. Okay. <laughs> and then I was giving thanks and praise. Thanks, mom. Thanks. And then at the very end, just so you know how it all turned out here, there I am. I'm giving, <laughs> I'm giving some thanks and praise because I got new ball, new glove. And so here's the deal. Give thanks and praise all the time. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. So for all the good stuff that's going on, and wow, that worked out and good. And I got the ball and the glove like I wanted and whatever. You're thanking God there, but also in the zone, in that tough spot, in that gap. Fill it. Fill that place with thanks and with praise 
That's a great practice. And I'm telling you what, it'll get you to the place of what God had promised you to bring into your life. Amen. Stop right there. Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.